Welcome to Business Unplanned, a business podcast from BMO. Today, we're joined by Michael Hyatt to talk about where we are right now and where we're headed. Michael, here we are in April 2022. How do you see things right now? You know, it's so interesting. We've been through so much in the past two years. And just when you think we're out of a wave, we're back into another wave. Although I think we're not talking about this wave we're in right now. It's the wave that we're kind of not in. But what's really, really interesting is the good news is actually the economy in Canada and the economy in the US is actually on fire in a good way. And the bad news is that the economy is on fire in a good way. Meaning that, you know, we didn't expect to have this level of unemployment, which is so low. We've had tremendous amounts of stimulus come in. I think we predicted it on our last show. We just had two really big things that hit the market, lots and lots of vaccines and lots and lots of money stimulating the economy. And now the economy is coming back and the, and the, and the federal banks around the world are withdrawing, you know, putting so much stimulus in. And there's turning around, they're saying, you know, inflation is catching us by surprise and we're going to have to raise interest rates. And there's a lot coming down. And I would say the thing that most people are seeing, you know, I was just out of the country for four months. I spent time down in Florida in the winter. I came back and I was shocked at the price of food here. Uh, My my Loblaws experience turned into a Whole Foods experience very quickly. And there is definitely retail price change. You know, if you filled up your you tank of gas, if you're buying food, and if you're ordering just about anything, and I'm under, I'm, I'm a real life, real time example of what's happening, actually building a family home for the past two years in this pandemic. So I've been ordering something of everything from fridges to stoves, to steel, to wood. So I've seen the prices of everything and nothing can surprise me today. So we can talk about that today as well. So I would say it's going to be a very interesting and challenging year, but I do believe on the backside of the year, we're going to pull out of this quite well. And I'm I'm quite optimistic of where we're going. I would say that we're going to have some challenges though. So let's dig into that for a second. In the next three to six months, what are some challenges that you think business owners should be looking at? Yeah, it's a really good question. The number one is your supply chain. I think that Everybody was hoping, and I think in earnest, that they they told their customers something was going to be delayed. And normally they would get some item in 30 days, and then they had to push it to 60 to 90. You know, I'll give you an example. I ordered a very nice bunch of appliances from a well-known higher-end appliance company. And basically, I did that eight months ahead or so. And they came back and they said they couldn't even fill my order in 12 to 15 months. You know, another one was we looked at a company that made custom couches and their lead time was 66 weeks. I'm like, wow, isn't that 52 weeks in a year? And then, um, you know, just today, for example, I got pushed back another three months after being guaranteed my European um, appliances would come. They're not. And you can't do much about it. I have a friend who runs a very large food company, does a lot of the foods, uh, the the candy, the sweets, the nice desserts, uh, the healthy desserts, if there's such a thing for Whole Foods. And he has shipments he hasn't got in for raw material since October. So what's been really pushed back is incredible supply chain and, and no one can do a lot about it. But what you're going to have to do is set really long expectations right now for clients because, you know, I could tell you that the way some of these appliance uh, kitchen appliance companies have treated me after kind of guaranteeing me, guaranteeing me, I just lost faith in the companies and they look incompetent. And I feel kind of bad for them because they're not incompetent. They're obviously great companies, but they have no control on these supply chains right now. And they're really, really bad. And I would say that this isn't going to get immediately better. So, uh, you know, we're going to see, we have a chip shortage problem still, right? We're, we're seeing like right now, if you have a used car, the strangest thing has happened this year is they've gone up in price. Right. When that is like, you know, everybody's car is appreciated. And I don't know if you talk to anybody whose lease is coming up this year, but it was, everybody's thinking of buying their car from their lease, which has never happened because it's worth more than the lease. 
<laughs> right? So yeah. it's really an interesting time. Everything is kind of upside down, but everything will eventually revert to the mean, meaning it'll come down and, and eventually used cars will depreciate like they should and everything else. It's just that scarcity and supply chain has really messed up everything. So if you are running a business today and you're looking ahead and saying, okay, these are the challenges, supply chain um, and, and what have you, is there anything that you would do today to take advantage of the situation or maybe position yourself in a way that you say, well, my competitors are having the same problem. Here are one or two things that I can do to get ahead. Well, I think you set expectations and you don't overpromise. That's one thing. But I'm going to say something that I want everybody to think about out there if you have a business. All the great businesses in 2022... You know what defines a great business in 2022? One that couldn't increase their prices. Because if you don't have a business that you can increase prices, then where, where, how are you going to suck up all the price changes to you, right? Just imagine being in the food business right now, trying to raise the price of whatever to Loblaws because you're selling your food to Loblaws and they can't really pass it on to the consumer. So someone in this chain is going to get squeezed. We saw the, I think the potato chip problem at Loblaws, the Lay's problem lately and all that, someone is going to get squeezed, right? And, and can you pass it on? So if you're a great company, you should be able to raise your prices right now because inflation is real. It's running hot at six, seven, eight percent right now, which means that basically if you have, I'll describe it to you this way. If you have money in your bank account, it's losing value at about six, seven, eight percent a year just by sitting there. So cash is trash right now. So if it's not being moved and doing something, it's actually declining in value because we have way too much money chasing too few goods. We're just not getting the supplies in. So when we uh, when we talked on Business Unplanned back in 2020 and 2021, we always looked ahead and we said, you know, things are going to get better after COVID. COVID has sort of consumed us over the last two years. And now here we are sort of more or less coming out of COVID and we're in a period of high inflation. There's a war happening in Ukraine. And I sort of feel like we went from one crisis to the other. Is there anything that makes you optimistic? And when do you think that that optimism or that real lift will come? So a lot of things make me feel optimistic in that if we just step back for a second from the graph and look at everything, you know, technology is still actually deflationary against inflation because it's getting much, 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 much more powerful. The cloud is consuming everything. The technology thesis of the power of computing is still moving. Medicine is getting better and cheaper, even though it looks like it's getting more expensive. There's a lot of things. Artificial intelligence is rolling in. There's a lot of efficiencies in fintech, insurance tech. Everything is kind of rolling in technology the same way. So in a macro sense, I'm very bullish on the way tech is driving all their economies. And, and I've said it before, I don't think in the future there's going to be fintech or insurance tech or agritech. There's just going to be companies that have technologies and everybody's going to adopt an, uh, artificial intelligence and it's going to consume us and it's going to make everything cheaper, faster and better and pervasive. And that thesis is still moving. That's what keeps me broadly happy about things. What I would say is that we're in a situation right now, if you want to kind of drill into this year, the Fed, the US Fed, which is kind of the dog and we're the tail and tails don't wag dogs, but the way it works is that they've kind of just admitted, and we talked about this last time, that they've got to, they're being caught behind the curve. And what that means is that, hey, if you go back, roll the tape back six months, they're saying inflation, I know it's a little bit high, but it's probably transitory, probably transitory. It's probably COVID, probably COVID. And now they're like, we're behind the curve, which means that they're going to have to raise interest rates more aggressively and faster than anybody thinks. So we're going to have a short-term pain of raising interest rates multiple times in Canada, the EU. And the EU might be much harder because there's a war in, in, in Europe, but the Fed is, the US Fed is, the, uh, the Bank of Canada is going to raise rates. And the, so that means the price of money goes up and asset prices fall. 
you've seen constrictions that are probably going to come out today in the budget where in Canada, they're going to try to stop uh, some foreign buying of real estate because they're trying to cool that off, which has been a little too red hot. Supply chains are very, very limited in Canada right now. I would say we have a lot of problems because the war going on in Ukraine. Ukraine accounts for 10% of the world's wheat supply with Russia about 25%. And since that's so mucked up over there, the world is not going to get supply of wheat and barley and everything that goes into just about everything we eat. So prices are going to go up. We're going to have problems. You know, getting a container from China used to cost 2,500 bucks. You could pay 25,000 now and not get that container. It's, 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 and, and I know people that'll pay more than that to get that container and can't get that container. I believe we're in a, what I call a short-term pain year. I think it gets a little tougher this year with rising interest rates and constriction on supply lines till it gets better. I would say the great thing about our planet is that we've lived for many decades in peace and we've gotten a peace dividend that there's been a global economy, global trade, monetary has been, you know, the rule of law spread around the planet for the most part. Although you don't appear like a unified world, we've been more unified as a world for a very, very long time. We can trade, we can fly anywhere, you can get anywhere, you can call anybody, you can transfer money. That got broken recently, and that got questioned, that world order, with what's happened in the Ukraine. So that peace dividend that did things like lower stocks to keep in, you know, because the risk was risk off and everybody was, you know, inflating stock prices because there was no war and there was no crisis. We never, ever said the word nuclear ever. I mean, in my life, I've never said that word. And the fact that we're saying that word uh, takes away that peace dividend. So the 2022 is going to be a short-term, tougher year, but I believe that we'll roll our way out of this because we always do. But, you know, there's nothing simple about COVID. I mean, the interesting thing now is by the sixth wave, that we're under right now. I, I believe I heard a stat, something like Ontario is 100,000 cases a day when they're testing wastewater right now. And you talk to the government, they're like, oh, that small thing. Well, okay, I know there's an election coming up and everything else, but I think people are over it. If you go down to the path downtown, it's just like, they, it's like they're taking off, I think I read an article, taking off their t-shirt at the beach. You know, <laughs> just like everybody gets COVID and two days later, they're back in the office. You know, I laugh because I just don't think people can handle it anymore. And we're going to live with it. And maybe the way we get out of it is everybody gets it to the point and the naturalized vaccination is, 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 is the way around this. But I think the society is going to learn to live with this somehow, and it's not a good thing, but it's something we're just going to live with and we're going to move on. Tough year, but I think cash flow is king this year. Being able to produce profit is more important this year. If you need to raise capital, it's tougher this year than last year, and, and that's going to stay around for a bit. Everything's a little tougher this year, but I think everything reverts back to the mean eventually. So hindsight being 2020, people went through COVID, they went through the last couple of years, and they had to change so dramatically. Everybody got online, everybody upped their technology, their delivery, their logistics. Do you think looking back, businesses in general are better off for having gone through it? Or do you think it actually put a lot of folks out of business who otherwise would have done fine? That's a great question. I think the short answer is we went decades and years. In two years, we went 20 years. But I would say that... We've changed actually in an odd and strange way for the better. I think we've decided that people start valuing their, their off time a little bit more and try to get a better work-life balance. I would say people are happier and have just been unhappy because they can't go out with their friends and can't travel. And now you're seeing people bust out on travel right now. Thank you so much, Michael. Join us June 7th, where we will gather industry leaders to help you make real financial progress. We'll speak to you on how you can improve cash flow, 
hire and retain employees, prepare for market trends, as well as how to acquire new customers. We're featuring special guests from Moneris, ADP, Global Markets at BMO, and Meta. Check back on bmo.com slash businessunplanned to learn more and to RSVP next month. Talk to you soon on Business Unplanned.